Welcome to Six Pack. I'm your host, Erin Inselman. This is an uncut show that supports parents in the enjoyment of raising children and having the fire and spirit to do life, with a side of sarcasm and humor, of course. I'm a mom of six, a wife, and a business owner in the health and fitness industry. Each week, myself and other experts will be sharing pointers and stories on parenting, self-growth, health and fitness, and relationships. Join me for this real and raw show dedicated to sharing tips, tribulations, and the triumphs of everyday life. Welcome back. I hope you are having a fantastic start to your week. And I have actually been asked the question several times now. I continue to get this repeated question through my Facebook or Instagram or just different people that I have run into asking me, how do I do it? How do I do it with six kids and running a business, trying to find time for myself and also, you know, to run a household? And I wish I had this magic answer for you or, you know, some simple way that it was done. And I don't, but I will share with you my approach to kind of managing everything going on. And to be honest, you're probably going to find that it's not much different than the way that you manage your own life. I mean, here's the thing. I wasn't given six kids all at once. You know, I wasn't given a business all at once. So, and then the different things that I do for myself, you know, those change and those move and I learn new things and I take things out and I add new things in. And so... Yeah, if all of this was thrown at me at once, I'd probably go insane. But it's been a progression. In other words, it continues to, you know, build upon each other. And I just make adjustments as I go through each day. Every day is different. No day is the same. But in short, I think it comes back to, you know, kind of what the foundation of my priorities are. And always, number one, my top priority has been my kids, my family. They are my absolute driving force for most every area in my life. And I will do whatever I can to support them. I'll do whatever I can to care for their needs. And I know that it's a lot easier, I have found, of course, when they're younger to, you know, to care for them, give them what they need, nurture them, educate them. But as they get older, let's be honest, it gets more difficult. Things get more complicated Their problems get more complicated. Life gets a little bit more complicated because if they're involved in activities, those activities have you running from, you know, one thing to another. Relationships that they have with girlfriends, boyfriends, friends get more complicated and there are definitely bigger issues. So I think that when they're younger and when they're a little bit more impressionable, I guess, that I felt like those parenting years were you know, a little easier when it came to like the social and emotional type of development. Now, I think it was a little crazier just because, I mean, they're little and, you know, they're obviously not as independent, which, you know, I'm obviously still in that stage right now with a two-year-old, a four-year-old and a nine-year-old. But I'm also in the stage where, you know, we have a 22-year-old, a 20-year-old and a 17-year-old. And so, you know, their um, things that they're going through, of course, are, you know, a a lot different and a lot, like I said, a lot bigger. So sometimes 
they actually are not as either open with me as they've gotten older or not open to, you know, suggestions that mom and dad have. And so I think that sometimes gets a little difficult when it comes to the relationship part. But one thing that I have always done from the very, very beginning with my kids is I've worked really, really hard to have open communication with them. I remember even to the point where, oh, I think my girls are probably going to be so embarrassed that I'm I'm sharing the this story, but, you know, to where they first were, you know, kind of at that adolescent age to where things were changing for them. And I remember the conversation that I had with both of them. And I, you know, anywhere from, you know, things going on with changes within their body to relationships with friends to relationships with, um, you know, partners or boyfriends that they had, I, I just laid it all out. I mean, all out to where it was like every bit of knowledge that I had within me, I gave it to them. No censors at all to the point where they were a little awestruck at it. But I will tell you that I have never regretted that because it gave my daughters and I an opportunity to keep things open to where if I wasn't embarrassed to say the things to them that I was saying, then they, I don't feel like they were embarrassed to ask me those things. And that relationship has continued, or at least I believe that it's continued. I don't think that I walk around with the rose colored glasses on. You know, I'm pretty understanding and pretty open to a lot of things. And, you know, I really try not to be, you know, judgmental in some of the choices that they make. And I understand you know, that they're young. And I did a lot of really stupid, stupid things when I was young. And so I get it. Biggest thing is that I try to tell them all those stupid things that I did so that in turn that hopefully they won't make those same mistakes. And I go into depth with them. You know, obviously I don't have the perspective of a male, but I still share a lot of that with my son. It's a little different with my girls because I do share a lot of like, okay, the things decisions that maybe that I had made, I don't just share like the incident that happened. I share the feeling that went along with that so that they understand like the emotional impact that some of those decisions can make on you or have on you when you are young. So I guess for me, like I said, one of the most important things to me with having this many kids, and I think whether you have, you know, whether you're just like a superstar aunt or uncle Or, you know, whether you have one kid or six kids or 10 kids, I just, communication is like the foundation for me. Communication is really important to me with the kids. In addition to, you know, just being aware and conscious of their body language and, you know, the energy that I might be feeling from them, things that they need, you know, if they have something that's weighing heavy on their mind, checking in on them. You know, like many of you know, I mean, we have a couple that don't, live here with us anymore. So just doing, you know, daily checks, even it's like a two or three minute phone call. You know, there's been a couple of days where like my son, it'll be, you know, two or three days where it's just text messaging and it's a lot of conversation back and forth, but yet I don't have a complete gauge on things because I can't hear the tone in his voice. So then I'll just pick up the phone and call him just so that, or do FaceTime or something like that so that I can actually pick up on their body language so that I can pick up the tone in their voice just to check. So maybe that's a little helicopter-ish, 
But like I said, my kids are, they're my most important thing. You know, there's a lot of people that go through their life and they, you know, they know that they are in the career field that they're supposed to be in. Like they know that they're supposed to be a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher or that they, you know, they were put on this earth to be an influencer. And I just deep, deep down, I know that I was here to be these six kids mom, that this is my mission. My, my thing in life is to to be the best mother that I can possibly be. And that's the question that I ask myself a lot. You know, when I've had a day that's kind of a shitty day where, you know, I maybe wasn't the best version of myself as a parent, you know, I always stop and reflect on how could I have handled something differently? Because, I mean, we all know kids carry a lot of different stress. They carry, you know, that sometimes they're just brats. Sometimes they just have behaviors that, you know, you know that you've taught them, you know that they shouldn't do, but everybody has a bad day. And so then in turn, when I react to, you know, the way that they're behaving, it doesn't help anyone. It creates more hostile environment. And so, you know, when they get upset and they're yelling for me to yell back, it's, yeah, it might feel good at the moment. Yeah, I'm relieving that stress that I might have or, you know, but me bitching back at them is not going to make me feel any better. It's not going to make them feel any better. It's not going to help our relationship. And so, and not that I'm perfect at this. I don't want it to be like, you know, it's some Pollyanna thing where, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I'm always so positive with them. I mean, those of you that, that know me, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm just like everybody else where, you know, I bitch and I whine and I complain about them, but I just try not to do it often. Or I try to do it, I guess, with maybe a little bit of humor, a little bit of sarcasm, because it's really not that big of a deal. Like when I look at the core values that Brian and I have tried to instill in our kids, like I could not be more proud of them. Is each one of them different? Absolutely. Has each one of them helped me grow as a parent? Absolutely. And I'm so grateful that each one of them, you know, that they are different. And, you know, they have regular issues like every other kid out there. I mean, we deal with sleep issues, we deal with eating issues, we deal with relationship problems that they have. We deal with the fact that, you know, we have one kid that gets past a certain time of day and like her head starts to spin around. Like she just goes absolutely crazy if she doesn't have, you know, the rest time and the sleep that she needs or the attention. That's a lot of it too, is that having this many kids, sometimes they're all just like trying to grab for your attention. And so I've really attempted to have good intentions where, okay, you know, I've like set up a plan where one day a month, I'm going to spend this amount of time, you know, I'm just going to take one kid and I'm going to be able to, you know, spend time with just that one, one kid so that, you know, she and I, or he and I can have that time together. And it just didn't work for me. Didn't work. Not that I didn't want to do it. I loved it when I was able to do it, but logistically with, finding someone else to watch the other kids and the time within the day, it just didn't work for me. But there's been so many things that I've tried along the way and done along the way where I've started it and, you know, we've given it like a good, honest go. But I guess one advice I would say is that if it doesn't work, don't keep forcing it. Don't keep pushing on trying to make something work, especially when it comes to like organization things. You know, kind of my go-tos with organizations is meals and schedules. You know, we we put the meals up, 
for the week and, you know, try to stick to the menu the best that we can. Doesn't always work. Sometimes, you know, I'm later at work or somebody had to go do something and I wasn't able to get dinner started the way that I wanted to. And it ends up being takeout that night. But I don't stress over it because in the big scheme of things, it's not really that big a deal. The other things is that I've I've learned to do is I just let a lot of things go. Like I said, there is no reason that I should add more stress to myself or more stress to the family with little things. For example, I'm not attached to items. I'm not attached to like items within my house. And part of that is because there's so many people in the house that things just get, they just get destroyed. I mean, there is wear and tear. And so I, a long time ago, it used to really, really bother me when Brian and I were first married and we had the first couple, you know, of kids and everything, you know, it was like, because one, we didn't make very much money. So then when I would purchase something, you know, you always try to take like really, really good care of it. And I would get so upset, like if, you know, for example, like a kitchen table, one of the kids would, you know, be coloring or painting or something like that. And it would get, you know, on things or it wouldn't come off or like, you know, they would write on the wall or something like that. Now, I'm not saying that my house is like trashed or anything. I mean, my house is, you know, my house is clean. My house is picked up, but I've just become to where I don't get to attach the things. You know, if I'm not the kind of person, if you drop a bowl and break it, no big deal. My first thought always is, are you okay? And then the next is that no big deal. It's a bowl. Throw it away. Where I have one child that I remember that that happened to her. And oh my gosh, she just cried and cried and cried and felt so bad. And I, honest to God, did not care. Did not care at all. So I've just learned to like not become, I guess, too upset when things get ruined, when things get broken, because there's just things. More important to me is that I have a good relationship with the people in my life. And my kids are priority one with that. You know, I would like to say that, you know, my my husband's priority one. And, but I mean, he's up there. I'm not saying that he's not a priority, but he's probably priority two because he just isn't as needy as kids are. And so he's, you know, he can take care of himself. But I'm sure Brian will really appreciate that listening to this episode when I say that, because I'm sure he would tell you that I am number one priority to him. So, and that's what I love about him. But sorry, honey, just to be honest, the kids are our type priority for me. The other thing is, is that I've worked really, really hard to identify stress, to know what stress feels like to me when I am hitting a point where, you know, it's too much for me. And then knowing what are things that work for me to help relieve that stress, whether it's I need to just go and take a moment for myself, whether it's I need to go and take the dog for a walk, whether it's, you know, I I need to go scream in a pillow you know, whatever that is, I need to go for a drive. I mean, all those different things. There's different things that I do for myself when I do feel like I'm hitting that that breaking point or that boiling point. So a lot of it is just the time that I've taken to understand what stress feels like and to know when my body actually needs to take a break emotionally when I need to take some time, but also physically to know when my body needs to take a break. You know, I mean, My workouts are very important to me. The way that I fuel my body is also extremely important to me because that's what's going to give me the energy and help me relieve the stress that I have every day in order to be able to manage the kids and the business 
and all of the house things. And that is how I find time for myself. My workouts are how I find time for myself. My meditation is how I find time for myself. I'm not one that, you know, goes and gets my nails done or, you know, gets pedicures. I'd love to. God, I'd love to be able to do that at some point in my life. But, you know, I'm, I'm just not there and I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, I, I will at some point, you know, take that kind of time for myself, but that's, that's just not who I am. And so I do think it's really important, though, for me to find what those things are that really work to feed my mind and my soul and to take care of my body. Like, for example, I'm going on my third week where I have not worked out because I kind of pushed my body a little bit too hard, I guess. And I ended up with, you know, like a stress fracture in my hip. And so I have not been able to do my running or my workouts, you know, the way that I was. And so my stress level is like a little bit heightened because that is a big reliever for myself. In addition to like the way that I just feel about my body, you know, body image, so to speak. And so that's been something that I'm like, okay, I got to be, you know, a little bit more diligent with what kind of fuel I'm putting in my body, what I'm eating, making sure I'm not cheating as much as I normally do, you know, with my sweet treats and things like that, because, you know, because I'm not being, I'm not able to work out the way, you know, that I was until my body can heal. And so that's been a big stress for me over the last three weeks, because it's such a a natural part of my day-to-day routine. And to be able to not be able to do that you know, it's a little frustrating for me, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, things happen like that every single day in my life. Well, you know, whether it's things at business, whether it's, you know, things at at home, but it's, it's just awareness and being able to understand that and accept it. And to me, be able to look at alternative ways to, to help myself, you know, continue to be the best version of myself. So the thing is, is that when people ask me, oh my gosh, how do you do it? You have six kids and running a household and a business and finding time for yourself. I don't have an answer. I just do it. I just do it. And if I slack, that's when I actually start to feel the stress. If I get off of my routine, if I get off of my schedule, and you know, I don't mean to the fact where it's like OCD kind of thing. I mean, I'm pretty laid back about a lot of things. You know, I let a lot of things go. I definitely was more uptight and more rigid with the older three than I am with the younger three, because I guess I've just kind of learned that, you know, in the whole big scheme or whatever, it's not that big of a deal. As long as everybody's healthy, as long as everybody's happy, as long as I'm creating the best humans that I can and, you know, people that are loving and that are kind and that, you know, that are are going to go out in society and contribute, you know, in a positive way. That's my focus. I mean, if that means that the lawn was supposed to be mowed on Sunday and it hasn't been mowed yet and it doesn't get done till Tuesday, then who the heck cares? I don't care. And I've just, like I said, I've just kind of learned to not get so caught up in all of that. Otherwise, I ended up what I was doing when I was doing that and and getting so rigid about things like that is that I was creating, you know, a lot of stress for myself. And, and I wasn't a very, like I wasn't, I'm not a very nice person when that happens. Now, there are times when, you know, I know I have a lot of things to do and that's why I have systems in place. You know, for example, like the RPM model that I've shared with you that I do on Sundays or on Monday at the beginning of my week. 
to where I write down the things that I want to accomplish or the things that I need to do and the reason behind it, finding the reason behind the things that, you know, I need to do and I want to do has definitely helped a lot. And then always just wanting to be better, always wanting to learn, always wanting to grow. Now there's things obviously in the business. This has been like a really trying time for any business, let alone small businesses. I mean, all small businesses right now, for the most part, you know, have have never seen anything like this with COVID. And so that adds, you know, a lot of stress. That adds a lot of different ways of thinking, of doing business and doing things in trying to just survive so that you can keep your doors open. And so we've had to be very creative in some things that we've had to do at business. And that's taken more time to do, you know, but it's also about making sure that, you know, whatever business you're in, obviously we're in the business of taking care of people that we're, again, putting them first. And I guess I always feel like if I put the people first, if I put relationships first, then all of the rest will hopefully fall into place. And, you know, working with my family here, working with staff at the business, trying to keep everybody beat and understanding why we're doing what we're doing, I think gives everybody kind of a an energy to be able to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Because right now, I mean, these are times that we've never had before in business. And, you know, we look around and we see a lot of businesses closing down And by the grace of God, and thank God every day, the fact that we've been so fortunate that we didn't take a huge dip in our business. We had to change a lot of things. We had to look at business differently. We had to be creative with numbers and with finance and just with, you know, day-to-day function. But it's, it's so far, it's, it's working. And I'm just so grateful for that. So part of it is just being flexible. When you have this many things in your life and this many different facets going on, I think you just have to be flexible with things and not take things too serious. Have a good sense of humor. Know that, you know, you always can, if you have a strong faith that everything's going to be fine, everything's going to work out. And maybe that's why some of this is so easy for me sometimes to do is that I just always think that God's never going to give me anything that I can't handle. And there's times where I'm challenged. There's times where I feel like I've hit rock bottom. There's times where I have, you know, been so angry, so sad that I don't even know what to do. But at the same time, I never feel alone. And that's because I think, not I think, that's because I know that that's my faith, that that's someone with me every day, walking side by side with me and carrying me if I need to be carried. And that's how I guess I do it. There's not anything magical about it. There's not anything simple about it. It's just figuring out, I guess, how to work with all of the different things that are put in front of you every day and taking a second to take a deep breath and really stop and reflect on the important things that are going on within your life. And understanding what your priorities are, understanding the way that your body feels when you do hit a breaking point or a level where you don't know how to react, making sure that we're feeding our bodies 
nutritionally, the way that, you know, that it deserves to be treated, making sure that we're moving our bodies every day some way, whether it's, you know, walking, riding a bike, hitting an exercise class, that you're just moving. It's so good for your mind. It's so good for your soul. Having some type of devotional time, having some type of meditation time, because that really is time for yourself. That is time that once you start that, you will crave that time because it helps you feel more balanced. And then once something new is added to your plate or added to your day or added to your life, then I think you just give yourself a moment to accept that new thing. Like I said, whether it's a promotion, whether it's going back to work right now when things are completely different than they've ever looked before, whether it's, you know, adding a pet, whether it's adding a child, whether it's taking care of, you know, a sick family member, you know, or a parent that needs a little extra assistance. Those are all things that are, you know, added to us. And so giving yourself that moment to understand that and look at that with an open mind and saying, I can do this. I just need to stop for a second and see how it's going to fit into my day and how I can make this work or who I can ask for help to help me with this. And I think if you just, if you just do that, then, I mean, I say, bring it, like keep adding it on. Because like I said, I know I wouldn't be given anything that I couldn't handle. So I wish I had, for those of you that have asked me, you know, how, how I do it with, you know, this many kids and mowing the lawn and cleaning the house and running a business and finding time for myself. I don't really know. I don't really have an answer that's black and white for you. It's just something that it's something that you do. It's something that I do. And I think a big thing that's helped me is because I know why I'm doing it. And if you know why you're doing something, most of the time that actually comes from a place of love. And so If love is what's leading me to do all this stuff, then I know I'm going to be successful. I know I'm going to be okay. I know I'm going to be fine doing it. I'm going to mess up. It's not going to be easy, but I'm okay with that. So I don't know if that helps or if that was just a big ramble for this episode, but, you know, I guess I would say, you know, find the things that you can to organize, you know, yourself to make things a little bit easier. Learn to let a lot of things go. Learn to let a lot of behaviors that people have, relationships that are toxic, things that are stressing you out. I always say tie a balloon to it and just just let it go. Visually, you know, whatever that problem is, I visualize this a lot. I have this, it's always a red balloon for some reason for me. But I always, whatever that problem is, I imagine myself tying a balloon string to that problem. And I just let it go and I give it to God. I release it from myself and it's just something that makes me feel a lot better, a lot lighter, so to speak. Know what stress feels like. The other thing is know what stress feels like to you and know releasers for yourself. You know, come up on the episode that we, you know, just previously had before this with our guest, you know, she gave some ideas and and having you, you know, create a list for yourself of things that will help relieve stress when you feel like you're in that fight or flight mode. So know what that stress feels like and know which some things that you can do to to relieve that stress. Know when you need to take a break. 
and always fuel your body the right way. Give yourself the proper nutrients that it needs. When you eat like shit and you drink, it does not make you feel good inside. And so when you eat healthy and, you know, you take the vitamins or the supplements that you need and you're drinking your water, you're going to feel so much better and it's going to give you a much clearer and level headed perspective on things when something does come up that, you know, that, that you do need to handle. Plus, you just feel better about yourself. I mean, your confidence is better. The way that you carry yourself is better. You're more productive. And then continue to feed your mind and your soul, whatever that may be for you. You know, whether it's devotionals, whether it's going to church, whether it's meditation for yourself, whether it's just jamming out and listening to your favorite song. Do something to feed your mind and your soul. And, you know, don't be afraid to ask others to help you. You know, it's always, we're always a work in progress. So continue to, you know, to be aware of things and continue to try and work to improve every day on yourself. Because I always feel like each day I can get better at something. And each day, you know, I strive to get better. And that's something that, you know, keeps me motivated and keeps me going because I'm always looking for a way to improve myself, to improve the relationship that I have. And to do things to make my life a little bit easier. So I know I've shared things and I will continue to share things that make my life easier. So I guess that's kind of how I do it is I am always looking for ways to make things more efficient and things that work in my life. But if I've tried something and it doesn't work, I don't force it. I just, uh, you know, I, like I said, I just move on. I'm like, oh, okay, that didn't work. What's next? And so my hope is that maybe this podcast helped you identify with the fact that you're not the only one that feels this way, that you're not the only one that is working every day to live their best life. Or maybe, you know, this gave you some different ideas or some different things to do for yourself in order to, you know, to be able to tackle all of the different things that you have going on in your life. So take a deep breath. Enjoy the rest of your week. And if this episode was helpful for you, please share this with a friend. Much love to you all. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Six Pack. I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard today. Please share this episode with a friend. And if you haven't already, click subscribe. Rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Have a beautiful week. And tell the important people in your life just how much you care about them. Much love and blessings to you all.